We're so glad you are here with us today for the Missouri City View podcast. Before we begin, I want to take a moment and invite you to the MML Annual Conference coming up September 11th through 14th, 2022 in Osage Beach. Registration is open now, and if you are a Missouri City official or employee, you will not want to miss the lineup of speakers sharing their expertise on topics such as cybersecurity, city finances, employee retention, and so much more. Learn more at www.mocities.com and register today. In this episode of the MML City View podcast, we take a look at how this year's Missouri legislative session affected Missouri cities and what to watch for next year. We will also share how you can best establish a relationship with your local legislator and why that is crucial for your community. MML's Executive Director, Richard Sheets, and Shannon Hawk, Vice President of Government Affairs with AT Government Strategies, join us to share their insight. Richard and Shannon, welcome. Thank you for having us. Richard, let's start with you today. You spend a large percentage of your time looking out for city interests at the Missouri Capitol. How did it go this year? Well, we had a good year. And uh, we weren't certain how this session was going to go. Uh, It's an election year, and uh, election years are very unpredictable. A lot of legislation is introduced. And um, that was no different. We had a lot of legislation and a lot of legislation that uh, impacted cities, both positive and negatively. Um, We had some priority issues uh, around around the Sunshine Law, revising the Sunshine Law and and, and making it uh, more uh, more user-friendly. That didn't pass, but but the legislation that harmed cities, we were able to kill most of that, that legislation. So we had a good year. So, Shannon, is there anything that surprised you this year or anything you would add to what Richard said? You know, honestly, I think after so many years, I got to the point where I wasn't surprised by much that happened in the Capitol. But yes, this year, I actually was pretty surprised by um, just the way that the Senate worked or or didn't work at times. Um, Their rebellion against leadership and the challenges to Senate decorum, um, things that slowed down the process, a good part of the legislative session. But then I think the big surprise was on that second to last day of session when um, the majority floor leader invoked a rarely used rule to bring the redistricting bill directly out of committee without a committee vote and and going through that normal process. And it took 12 senators to sign off on that, but they got got 12 and they did it and they were able to to pass a bill um, by using a rule that had not been used since 1979. So that was pretty interesting. Richard, was there anything that surprised you? Well, uh, the, the way the Senate acted, I mean, every year has its own personality and and folks and, and the House and Senate have their differences. But the way the Senate operated was a kind of a surprise to me. I, I didn't believe that we got get that out of control. And it, it really did. That was a, a real surprise. And uh, but in some ways that helped us because it slowed the process down and really gave the House a little more time to be more deliberative and, and looking at bills and issues a little more clearly. So, uh, yeah, that kind of surprised me. So, but it, it helped us in the long run. So you know, some of the things that didn't pass this year, we know they may not necessarily just go away. What do you expect for next year? And in particular, what might come back from this year? Well, you know, nothing ever dies in, in the Missouri General Assembly, and we continually uh, 
address bills over and over again, both both positive bills and negative legislation. On a positive side, we've we've worked on issues. It takes us seven or eight years to get a very good bill passed. That the financial uh, disclosure bill that we've been working on for the last eight years finally passed this year. It's on the governor's desk, and we're hoping that the governor will sign that bill. But it just takes a long time to get an issue across the uh, finish line. And so next year, next year, we'll, we'll certainly see uh, a lot of those issues coming back. The, the uh, revisions to the sunshine law uh, on a positive note, and then some of the more um, onerous bills that deal with uh, preempting local authority for parking meters, for elections, all those will return next year. Um, they, they just never go away. And um, but we become more prepared for it. And uh, we learn each session uh, how to respond to those bills, both the positive ones and the negative ones. Yeah, it's pretty rough for us because a lot of the issues that we have end up becoming um, large omnibus bills. So if it's something local government, I mean, you have to think about the fact that really we touch on so many different things. And so when you start talking about tax issues, you know, we're involved. Um, Anything political subdivision, you know, we're involved. Sunshine law, we're involved. Environmental issues, we're involved. (laughs) Um, we, we, We track over 400 bills a session and there's just so many and they end up at the end of session getting into these large bills and then you have issues like Richard was saying with the with the financial disclosure um you know the reason it takes so long is I mean people actually really like that bill and there's been support for it every year I think we've now passed it three times um but it ends up in bills with other things that cause them to get vetoed and so you know good good things can take a very long time to get done for that reason I think we're going to definitely see um the possibility of elimination of the personal property tax back um we know that that there, we're going to be dealing with um, public right of way issues, franchise fees, how how um, how we use and how how it's paid for use of the public right of way. Um, whether the bill is signed or vetoed that passed that has home based business um, language in it, I think we'll be dealing with that one way or the other next year, either to tweak what passed or to start anew with some fresh language, um, and then also some language that we've we've worked on with um, Representative Owen on land banks. That would be very good for communities across the state. That will be back, and there will be more legislation on broadband, and so we will be working with. Um, the Department of Economic Development, as well as Representative Lewis Riggs on ongoing um, broadband legislation to help with the expansion and deployment across the state. Yeah, we're going to have another busy year in, in 2023, don't you think, Shannon? Yes, definitely. Yes, there's, definitely. there's no rest for the wicked. <laughs> there's never, never, never any rest. I mean, it's, you know, and, and Shannon made a really a good point. You know, cities touch on so many areas and so many parts of our, our lives in this state. And uh, and that's why we have to do with so much legislation because cities do so much for their citizens. And, uh, and there's certain interest groups that want cities to do less and have less oversight on those important issues. And that's what brings about um, all those bills being introduced. Um, and so it keeps us, keeps us walking the halls and, uh, and knocking on the doors because that's the way we get uh, 
our citizens around the state protected uh, against certain special interests? So MML encourages city officials, of course, to be a part of the process uh, during the session and also or maybe especially while legislators are home uh, and back in their districts. What are some ways that you would recommend for a city official that you know, wants to be a part of that process and, and wants to build that relationship? Well, the first thing, they need to get to know legislators. They don't know who their legislator is. They know their state senator, their state representative, and then getting to know them and and building a relationship. I mean, you know, when when a city uh, has uh, a ribbon cutting or a uh, a meeting, they should invite their state senator and state representatives to those ribbon cuttings and meetings and let them see how how the city operates and what things the city are doing is doing for their constituents. And that's really important. And building that relationship where when the mayor uh, calls, they'll take their call. And uh, that's really important. You know, Shannon and I, they, the legislators know us. Uh, we walk to hall, see them every day at session. Um, but we're one of many uh, lobbyists walking the halls. But when their mayor or council member, alderman call, that really has a big impact and makes them understand what those local issues really are. Yeah, I mean, legislators can represent tens of thousands of people. And so they have a lot of folks that they have to manage people with a lot of um, varying interests, you know. And so we really recommend that folks take the time, as Richard said, to get to know their legislator because because these local officials, they are the voice that's talking to the people. They're the ones that are directly, you know, mingling with and socializing with and hearing from the people that they represent. And so it's very important for those local officials to talk with the state reps and state senators and make sure that they understand what the locals are wanting. What are they hearing so that they really understand what the people are wanting People move to a community for very specific reasons, and they want their um, they want their community to be a certain way. That's why we have local government. We don't want the whole state to be the same way. You know, the the state is a very is a variety of different people again, and so for those legislators to have personal relationships with those local officials is just so important. And anytime a local official is reading an MML report or hearing from the MML about issues that are important, they should take the time to meet with their legislators and talk about how a piece of legislation might directly impact that city. You know, as we said earlier, one of the big issues that we'll be working on next year is the use of the public right-of-way. Most legislators do not understand what is the public right-of-way. They don't know. They, they don't realize that that's our roads. They don't realize how many things are under the roads and what it takes to manage that, what it takes to keep the public safe and make sure that, you know, someone doesn't tap into a gas line. Um, and so these are things that I would recommend, you know, folks actually call their legislators to come out for a site visit and say, this is, this is what it takes to manage the right of way, you know, definitely things like that. And that's just one example but really educate them about how city government works. Anything else that you guys want to share just about ways that local officials, maybe even a brand new local official, how they well, would... Well, it's important, you know, during the legislative session, uh, we send out our legislative capital report uh, every week. Uh, but 
in between those times, we may have send out special alerts when um, a bill is at a critical step and we need uh, local officials to contact your legislators to get their support or opposition on a particular uh, bill. And it's important that our city officials respond to those alerts because they really make a difference and they really have an impact. Uh, so, so reading the legislative capital report, uh, but also also acting on that and 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 contacting their legislators on those particular bills uh, at, at, a, at that critical time. And also, whenever a city receives anything from. Um, over from legislative oversight, if there's any kind of a fiscal note request, it would be really, really helpful for cities to respond to those fiscal notes so that the legislature can understand the fiscal impact of a bill on a city. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of responses that, that get sent in on those types of things. And it's really quite critical because otherwise it, it gives the impression that a bill has no, has no financial impact on a city when it may be very important impactful upon that city. And I know that the MML, and Richard, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm certain that anyone that has, you know, any any trouble in, in understanding how to respond to a fiscal note, the MML will certainly provide whatever support a city needs to get those completed. Well, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought the fiscal notes up, Shannon. Um, because the problem many cities have with the fiscal notes is they get bombarded with just dozens and dozens of requests. And it's and and they're very busy at the, uh, in, in the city hall and they're not certain which ones they need to respond. They don't have the staff and the time to respond to all of them. So um, that's another reason why it's important to, to read the capital report because we, we, we prioritize those bills. So in the capital report, you'll see certain bills were report on during that week. That means those bills are moving. And when you receive a fiscal note on those bills, you need to respond and maybe put the other ones to the side, uh, but respond to those fiscal notes that are, are on those bills that are in our capital report for that week. Um, because they send those out, uh, you have a short time to respond to those because a hearing is going to be in 72 hours and you've got to send, you know have that uh, fiscal note in. So our capital report, We'll kind of triage those bills where you can do the ones that are important and prepare and put the ones that um, are not moving to the side. But the fiscal notes are very important. And um, and we, we just encourage cities to to fill those out um, and return those. And we do send that capital report every Friday during legislative session, sometimes Thursday afternoon, but mostly on Fridays. Um, if anyone, any listener is not receiving those during the session and uh, just they just need to contact us and we'll make sure that they are uh, set up in our system so that those emails are going through. So. So I usually end our show by asking guests for two things that they love about their community. In your case, though, I want to rephrase. Uh, what do you enjoy about advocating for Missouri cities? Well, from my standpoint, because as a staff for the Missouri Municipal League, it's the Cities I represent, and we have a, such a diverse state and a diverse communities, um, but it's it's the diverse diverse issues that we address. It's not just one particular issue. We we deal with many many issues. As as Shannon said earlier, we have bills and issues dealing with the environment, with administration, um, 
with just many aspects of how um, our cities are run and how this, the states uh, run and what our citizens need. So it's really the diversity of our communities and diversity of issues that um, we, we address and, and work with that makes this job so rewarding. Yeah, I, I agree, Richard, uh, 100%. I think I'm kind of a local government nerd because I, I really just have a passion for it. And again, it's because I love the uniqueness of all of our cities. You know, each one has its own specialness about it. And, and again, that's why we enjoy local control because so that we can keep those communities that way. And so, you know, we want to be the voice for all of those communities at the Capitol to make sure that, you know, cities have what they need and that they can control, um, you know, not having other things that they don't want. I mean, that should be a local community's choice to do that. And so we really appreciate getting to do that. And I also, I think the other thing that I really like um, about working with cities and representing cities is that I get an opportunity to socialize with a lot of different elected officials from across the state. And here, as Richard said, about the diversity in those communities, um, sometimes it's we're hearing bad things. Maybe a community is having a challenge, but we like to hear about those as well, because if one community is challenged in some way, that's probably going to happen to another community. And if we can help them through that, then we can help the others that may experience it. I also love hearing about the innovative things that are going on in the various communities across the state. There's some really neat things going on in local communities. And so those are always very fun to hear about. Well, Richard, Shannon, we really appreciate the work you do and all of the time that you put in both during the session and outside of session. I know planning is a, a year round thing. So thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And listeners, be watching for future Missouri City View podcasts. To learn more about the Missouri Municipal League, visit MoCities.com. 